Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our daily reading conference call on A Course in Miracles, Original Edition. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles, Original Edition, which is published by our friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, where if you mouse over the link at the top menu for original edition, you will see the link to read ACIMOE. <clears throat> On that same drop-down menu, there is a link to subscribe to a daily email sent to you by the Course in Miracles Society which contains both the workbook lesson and the text reading for today. My name is Lemoyne Castle, and this call happens for and with you every weekday, Monday through Friday, <clears throat> from about 9.15 to about 10.50 a.m. Eastern Time. Today we're continuing our reading in Chapter 25, The Remedy, with Section 4, The Fundamental Law of Perception, and Section 5, The Joining of Mind. And at the top of the hour, we'll pause for remembrance of our lesson for the day, led by dear friend. an opening you'd like to offer this morning? I sure do, Lemoyne. Um, I went to The Gifts of God, the book of poetry by Helen Schuckman and found this one called Christ's Vision. Let not the past obscure the now to you, for thus you waken happily with joy upon your heart and eyes to see a world awaiting to be seen aright at last. How beautiful the newly born, for they reflect their father's love, their brother's care, the happiness of heaven, and the peace that is their true inheritance. It is on them you look. They have no past today. All darkness vanishes, and heaven's smile presents a world from which the past is gone, and present happiness ends all despair and shining silence and simplicity. I will not use the body's eyes today. Amen. 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 Thank you, Laurie. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Perfect. Yeah. Needed that. Yeah, me too. Thanks. Okay, well, let me review our list this morning. Um, this morning, with us in reading, <coughs> we have Fran, Lori, Jessica, Patricia, Micah, Judy, and Karen. And that was the reading list. And with us in listening, I have Ida and Roz. Is there anyone else who's joined us and would like to say hi or 
correct their position on the list? Okay, well then, I'll go ahead and get us started with uh, Chapter 25, Section 4. Chapter 25, The Remedy, Section 4, The Fundamental Law of Perception. Paragraph 23, to the extent to which you value guilt, To that extent, will you perceive a world in which attack is justified? To the extent to which you recognize that guilt is meaningless, to that extent, will you perceive attack cannot be justified? This is in strict accord with vision's fundamental law. You see what you believe is there, and you believe it's there because you want it there. Perception has no other law than this. The rest but stems from this to hold it up and offer its support. This is perception's form adapted to this world of God's more basic law that love creates itself and nothing but itself. And friends. Section 4, The Fundamental Law of Perception. Paragraph 23, to the extent to which you value guilt, to that extent, will you perceive a world in which attack is justified? To the extent to which you recognize that guilt is meaningless, to that extent, will you perceive attack cannot be justified? This is in strict accord with vision's fundamental law. You see what you believe is there, and you believe it's there because you want it there. Perception has no other law than this. The rest but stems from this. You hold it up and offer its support. This is perception's form adapted to this world of God's more basic law that love creates itself and nothing but itself. 24. God's laws do not obtain directly to a world perception rules. For such a world could not have been created by the mind to which perception has no meaning. Yet are his laws reflected everywhere. Not that the world where this reflection is is real at all. Only because his son believes it is. And from his son's belief, he could not let himself be separately, separate entirely. He could not enter his son's insanity with him. But he could be sure his sanity went there with him so he could not be lost forever in the madness of his wish. Thank you, Fran and Lori. 24. God's laws do not obtain directly to a world perception rules, for such a world could not have been created by the capital mind to which perception has no meaning. Yet are his laws reflected everywhere. Not that the world where this reflection is is real at all, only because his son believes it is, and from his son's belief, he could not let himself be separate entirely. 
He could not enter his son's insanity with him, but he could be sure his sanity went there with him, so he could not be lost forever in the madness of his wish. 25. Perception rests on choosing. Knowledge does not. Knowledge has but one law because it has but one creator. But this world has two who made it, and they do not see it as the same. To each it has a different purpose, and to each it is the perfect means to serve the goal for which it is perceived. For specialness, it is the perfect frame to set it off, the perfect battleground to wage its wars, the perfect shelter for the illusions which, would, which it would make real. Not one, but it upholds in its perception. Not one, but can be fully justified. Thank you, Maury. And Jessica. <clears throat> Thank you, Lemoyne. 25. <clears throat> Perception... <clears throat> Excuse me. Perception rests on choosing. Knowledge does not. Knowledge has but one law because it has but one creator. But this world has two who made it, and they do not see it as the same. To each it has a different purpose, and to each it is a perfect means to serve the goal for which it is received. For specialness, it is the perfect frame to set it off, the perfect battleground to wage its wars, the perfect shelter for the illusions which it would make real. Not one, but it upholds in its perception. Not one, but can be fully justified. Hold on, I just have to take a drink. Okay, thank you. (laughs) There is another maker of the world, the simultaneous corrector of the mad belief that anything could be established and maintained without some link that kept it still within the laws of God. Not as the law itself upholds the universe as God created it, but in some form adapted to the need the Son of God believes he has. Corrected error is the error's end. And thus has God protected still his Son, even in error. There is another purpose in the world that error made because it has another maker who can reconcile its goal with his creator's purpose. In his perception of the world, Nothing is seen but justifies forgiveness and the sight of perfect sinlessness. Nothing arises but is met with instant and complete forgiveness. Thank you, Jessica. And Patricia. 26. There is another maker of the world 
the simultaneous corrector of the mad belief that anything could be established and maintained without some link that kept it still within the laws of God. Not as the law itself upholds the universe as God created it, but in some form adapted to the need the Son of God believes he has. Corrected error is the error's end. And thus has God protected still his Son even in error. There is another purpose in the world that error made because it has another maker who can reconcile its goal with his creator's purpose. In his perception of the world, nothing is seen but justifies forgiveness and the sight of perfect sinlessness. Nothing arises but is met with instant and complete forgiveness. 27. Nothing remains an instant to obscure the sinlessness that shines unchanged beyond the pitiful attempts of specialness to put it out of mind where it must be and light the body up instead of it. The lamps of heaven are not for it to choose to see them where it will. The lamps of heaven are not for it to choose to see them where it will. If it elects to see them elsewhere, from their home, as if they lit a place where they could never be. And you agree? Then must the maker of the world correct your error, lest you remain in darkness where the lamps are not. Everyone here has entered darkness, yet no one has entered it alone. Nor need he stay more than 
an instant. For he had come with heaven's help within him ready to lead him out of darkness into light at any time. Thank you. Thank you, Patricia. And Micah. Okay. 27. Nothing remains an instant to obscure the sinlessness that shines unchanged beyond the pitiful attempts of specialness to put it out of mind, where it must be and light the body up instead of it. The lamps of heaven are not for it to choose to see them where it will. If it elects to see them elsewhere from their home, as if they lit a place where they could never be, and you agree, then must the maker of the world correct your error, lest you remain in darkness where the lamps are not. Everyone here has entered darkness, yet no one has entered it alone, nor need he stay more than an instant, for he has come with heaven's help within him, ready to lead him out of darkness into light at any time. 28. The time he chooses can be any time, for help is there awaiting but his choice. And when he chooses to avail himself of, of what is given him, then will he see each situation that he thought before with means to justify his anger turned to an event which justifies his love. He will hear plainly that the calls to war he heard before are really calls to peace. He will perceive that where he gave attack is but another altar where he can with equal ease and for far more happiness bestow forgiveness. And he will reinterpret all temptation as just another chance to bring him joy. How can a misperception be a sin? Let all your brother's errors be to you nothing except a chance for you to see the workings of the Helper given you to see the world he made instead of yours. Thank you, Micah. And Judy. Thank you, Lemoyne. The time he chooses can be any time, for help is there, awaiting but his choice. And when he chooses to avail himself of what is given him, then he will see each situation that he thought before was means to justify his anger turned to an event which justifies his love. He will, plain, he will hear plainly that the calls to war he heard before 
are really calls to peace. He will perceive that where he gave attack is but another altar where he can, with equal ease and far more happiness, bestow forgiveness. And he will reinterpret all temptation as just another chance to bring him joy. How can a misperception be a sin? Let all your brother's errors be to you nothing except a chance for you to see the workings of the Helper given you to see the world he made instead of yours. What then is justified? What do you want? For these two questions are the same. And when you see them as the same, your choice is made. For it is seeing them as one that brings release from the belief that there are two ways to see. This world has much to offer to your peace and many chances to extend your own forgiveness. Such its purpose is to those who want to see peace and forgiveness descend on them and offer them the light. Thank you, Judy. And Karen, did you read 29 and 30? 29. What then is justified? What do you want? For these two questions are the same. And when you see them as the same, your choice is made. For it is seeing them as one that brings relief from the belief there are two ways to see. The world has much to offer to your peace and many chances to extend your own forgiveness. Such its purpose is to those who want to see peace and forgiveness descend on them and offer them the light. 30. The maker of the world of gentleness has perfect power to offset the world of violence and hate that seems to stand between you and his gentleness. It is not there in his forgiving eyes, and therefore it need not be there in yours. Sin is the fixed belief perception cannot change. What has been damned is damned and damned forever, being forever unforgivable. If, then, it is forgiven, sin's perception must have been wrong, and thus is change made possible. The Holy Spirit, too, sees what he sees as far beyond the chance of change. But on his vision, sin cannot encroach, for sin has been corrected by his sight, and thus it must have been an error, not a sin. For what is claimed could never be, be has excuse me, for what it claimed could never be has been. Since sin is attacked by punishment and so prefer, preserved. But to forgive it is to change its state from error into truth. 
Thank you, Karen. And do we have a new reader for paragraph 30 and 31? In chapter 25. Is there a new reader? Okay, back to you, friend. Okay, 30. The maker of the world of gentleness has perfect power to offset the world of violence and hate that seems to stand between you and his gentleness. It is not there in his forgiving eyes, and therefore it need not be there in yours. Sin is a fixed belief perception cannot change. What has been damned is damned and damned forever, being forever unforgivable. If then it is forgiven, skin's perception must have been wrong, and thus is change made possible. The Holy Spirit, too, sees what he sees as far beyond the chance of change. When on his vision, sin cannot encroach, for sin has been corrected by his sight, and thus it must have been an error, not a sin. For what it claimed could never be has been. Sin is attacked by punishment and so preserved, but to forgive it is to change its state from error into truth. 31. The Son of God could never sin, but he can wish for what would hurt him. And he has the power to think it can, he can be hurt. What could this be except a misperception of himself? Is this a sin or a mistake? Forgivable or not? Does he need help or condemnation? Is it your purpose that he be saved or damned? Forgetting not, that what he is to you will make this choice your future. For you make it now, the instant when all time becomes a means to reach a goal. Make then your choice, but recognize that in this choice is the purpose of the world you see is chosen and will be justified. Thank you, friend. <clears throat> and Laurie. Would you read uh, 31 and then on into section 5? Yes, thanks, Lemoyne. Uh, 31. The Son of God could never sin, but he can wish for what would hurt him. And he has the power to think he can be hurt. What could this be except a misperception of himself? Is this a sin or a mistake? Forgivable or not? Does he need help or condemnation? Is it your purpose that he be saved or damned? Forgetting not that what he is to you will make this choice your future? For you make it now, the instant when all time becomes a means to reach a goal. Make then your choice. But recognize that in this choice, the purpose of the world you see is chosen and will be justified. Section 5, The Joining of Mind. 32. <clears throat> Minds that are joined and recognize they are can feel no guilt, for they cannot attack and they rejoice that this is so 
seeing their safety in this happy fact. Their joy is in the innocence they see, and thus they seek for it because it is their purpose to behold it and rejoice. Everyone seeks for what will bring him joy as he defines it. It is not the aim as such that varies, yet it is the way in which the aim is seen that makes the choice of means inevitable and beyond the hope of change unless the aim is changed. And then the means are chosen once again, as what will bring rejoicing is defined another way and sought for differently. Thank you, Lori. And Jessica, would you read the section title of 3233? Yeah. Yeah. From Chapter 25, The Remedy, Section 5, The Joining of Minds. 32, minds that are joined and recognize they are can feel no guilt, for they cannot attack, and they rejoice that this is so seeing their safety in this happy fact. Their joy is in the innocence they see, and thus they seek for it because it is their purpose to behold it and rejoice. Everyone seeks for what will bring him joy as he defines it. It is not the aim as such that varies, yet it is the way in which the aim is seen that makes the choice of means inevitable and beyond the hope of change unless the aim is changed. And then the means are chosen once again as what will bring rejoicing is defined another way and sought for differently. 33. Perception's basic law could thus be said, quote, you will rejoice at what you see because you see it to rejoice. And while you think that suffering and sin will bring you joy, so long will they be there for you to see. Nothing is harmful or beneficent apart from what you wish. It is your wish that makes it what it is in its effects on you. Because you chose it as a means to gain these same effects, believing them to be the bringers of rejoicing and of joy. Even in heaven does this law obtain. The Son of God creates to bring him joy, sharing his Father's purpose in his own creation that his joy might be increased and God's along with his. Thank you, Jessica. And Patricia. 33. Perception's basic law could thus be said, you will rejoice at what you see because you see it to rejoice. And while you think that Suffering and sin 
will bring you joy so long as they be there for you to see. Nothing is harmful or beneficent apart from what you wish. It is your wish that makes it what it is in its effects on you. Because you choose, because you choose it as a means to gain these same effects, believing them to be the bringers of rejoicing and of joy, even in heaven does this law obtain. The Son of God creates to bring him joy, sharing his Father's purpose in his own creation, that his joy might be increased and God's along with his. 34. You, you makers of a world that is not so, take rest and comfort in another world where peace abides. This world you bring with you to all the weary eyes and tired hearts that look on sin and beat its sad refrain. From you can come their rest. From you can rise a world they will rejoice to look upon and where their hearts are glad. In you there is a vision which extends to all of them and covers them in gentleness and light. And in this widening world of light the darkness they thought was there is pushed away until it is but distant shadows far away not long to be remembered as the sun shines them to nothingness and all their evil thoughts and sinful hopes, their dreams of guilt and merciless revenge, and every wish to hurt and kill and die will disappear before the sun you bring. Thank you. Thank you, Patricia and Micah. Uh, 34. 
you maker of a world that is not so. Take rest and comfort in another world where peace abides. This world you bring with you to all the weary eyes and tired hearts that look on sin and beat its sad refrain. From you can come their rest. From you from you can rise a world they will rejoice to look upon and where their hearts are glad. In you there is a vision which extends to all of them and covers them in gentleness and light. And in this widening world of light, the darkness they thought was there is pushed away until it is but distant shadows far away, not long to be remembered as the sun shines them to nothingness. And all their evil thoughts and sinful hopes, their dreams of guilt and merciless revenge and every wish to hurt and kill and die will disappear before the sun you bring. 35. Would you not do this for the love of God and for yourself? Or think what it would do for you. Your evil thoughts that haunt you now will seem increasingly remote and far away from you. And they go farther and farther off because the sun in you has risen that they may be pushed away before the light. They linger for a while, a little while, in twisted forms too far away for recognition and are gone forever. In the sunlight, you will stand in quiet, in innocence and wholly unafraid. And from you will the rest you found extend so that your peace can never fall away and leave you homeless. Those who offer peace to everyone have found a home in heaven the world cannot destroy. For it is large enough to hold the world within its peace. Thank you, Micah. And Judy. Thank you, Lemoyne. I'm going to start with the last sentence of the last paragraph. And all their evil thoughts and sinful hopes, their dreams of guilt and merciless revenge, and every wish to hurt and kill and die will disappear before the sun you bring. Would you not do this for the love of God and for yourself? For think what it would do for you. Your evil thoughts that haunt you now will seem increasingly remote and far away from you. And they go farther and farther off because the sun in you has risen that they may be pushed away before the light. They linger for a little while, a little while, in twisted forms too far away for recognition and are gone forever. And in the sunlight, you will stand in quiet, 
in innocence and wholly unafraid. And from you will the rest you found extend so that your peace can never fall away and leave you homeless. Those who offer peace to everyone have found a home in heaven the world cannot destroy, for it is large enough to hold the world within its peace. In you is all of heaven. Every leaf that falls is given life in you. Each bird that ever sang will sing again in you. And every flower that ever bloomed has saved its perfume and its loveliness for you. What aim can supersede the will of God and of his Son that heaven be restored to him for whom it was created as his only home? Nothing before and nothing after it. No other place, no other state, nor time. Nothing beyond nor near. Nothing else in any form. This can you bring to all the world and all the thoughts that entered it and were mistaken for a little while. How better could your own mistakes be brought to truth than by your willingness to bring the light of heaven with you as you walk beyond the world of darkness? into light. Amen. Thank you, Judy. Karen. 36. In you is all of heaven. Every leaf that falls is given life in you. Every bird that ever sang will sing again in you. And every flower that ever bloomed has saved its perfume and its its holiness for you. What aim can supersede the will of God and of his Son that heaven be restored to him for whom it was created as his only home? Nothing before and nothing after it. No other place no other state nor time, nothing beyond nor nearer, nothing else in any form. This can you bring to all the world and all the thoughts that entered it and were mistaken for a little while. How better could your own mistakes be brought to truth than by your willingness to bring the light of heaven with you as you walk beyond the world of darkness into light. Thank you, Karen. And, uh, yeah, we just zoomed past the top of the hour. Um, I had thought that there was no way I could 
summarize this section, but I just want to say read a few lines from this last section before passing to Fran to give a lesson. Minds that are joined and recognize they are can feel no guilt. Their joy is in the innocence they see, and thus they seek for it because it is their purpose to behold it and rejoice. Perception's law could thus be said, you will rejoice at what you see because you see it to rejoice. Nothing is harmful or beneficent apart from what you wish. It is your wish that makes it what it is and its effects on you. Even in heaven does this law obtain. The Son of God creates to bring him joy, sharing his Father's purpose in his own creation, that his joy might be increased and God's along with him. of a world that is not so take rest and comfort in another world where peace abides. This world you bring with you to all the weary eyes and tired hearts that look on sin and beat its sad refrain. From you can come their rest. From you can rise a world they will rejoice to look upon and where their hearts are glad. In you, there is a vision which extends to all of them and covers them in gentleness and light. Would you not do this for the love of God and for yourself? Or think what it would do for you. Those who offer peace to everyone have found a home in heaven the world cannot destroy. For heaven is large enough to hold the world within its teeth. And in you is all of heaven. This can you bring to all the world and all the thoughts that entered it and were mistaken for a little while. How better could your own mistake be brought to the truth and by your willingness to bring the light of heaven with you as you walk beyond the world of darkness into light. So I ask you now, Brian, would you lead us in the in your era excellent uh, lesson review? Yeah, I'm having a hard time listening. Something's wrong with my phone. Did you just ask me to do the lesson? I think so. I did. I did. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Thank you. 
Okay, hi everybody. We are in the second part of the workbook and on the last day of what is the body. And the lesson for today is lesson 270. I will not use the body's eyes today. So I shall read some from what is the body. The body is a fence. The Son of God imagines he has built to separate parts of his true self from other parts. It is within this fence he thinks he lives, to die as it decays and crumbles. For within this fence, he thinks that he is safe from love. Identifying with its safety, he regards himself as what his safety is. The body will not stay. The body is a dream. Like other dreams, it sometimes seems to picture happiness that can quite suddenly revert to fear where every dream is born. Made to be fearful, must the body serve the purpose given it. But we can change the purpose which the body will obey by changing what we think that it is for. The body is the means by which God's Son returns to sanity. You will identify with what you think will make you safe. Whatever it may be, you will believe that it is one with you. Your safety lies in truth and not in lies. Love is your safety. Fear does not exist. Identify with love and you are safe. Identify with love and you are home. Identify with love and find your true self. Now we'll go over to the lesson. Lesson 270. I will not use the body's eyes today. Father, Christ's vision is your gift to me. And it has power to translate all that the body's eyes behold into the sight of a forgiven world. How glorious and gracious is this world. Yet how much more will I perceive in it than sight can give. The world forgiven signifies your son acknowledges his father, lets his dreams be brought to truth, and waits expectantly the one remaining instant more of time, which ends forever as your memory returns to him. And now his will is one with yours. His function now is but your own, and every thought except your own is gone. The quiet of today will bless our hearts, and through them, peace will come to everyone. Christ is our eyes today. And through his sight, we offer healing to the world through him, the Holy Son, whom God created whole, the Holy Son, whom God created one. And we'll take a moment and reflect on this. Lesson 270. I will not use the body's eyes today.
The quiet of today will bless our hearts, and through them, peace will come to everyone. Christ is our eyes today, and through his sight, we offer healing to the world through him. Lesson 270, I will not use the body's eyes today. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Fran. Beautiful. Thank you, Fran. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. How glorious and gracious is this forgiven world. Go ahead, Micah. No, you I love that me. next... Oh, I'm sorry, thought you were finished. Oh, no, go ahead, friend. I love the next line. He says, yet how much more will I perceive? We're still perceiving. But it's going to be different we're going to see much more than sight can give. I'm complete. Mm, Thanks, Fred. I was just, it's funny. I was just going to highlight, what I was going to say was, I'm going to enter this into my, I have a pamphlet of quotes about the transformed world. And uh, so I was going to just read what what Fran and uh, Lemoyne just read. How glorious and gracious is this world, yet how much more will I perceive in it than sight can give. So it's it neat that we it all went deeply, touched us all. I'm done. Thanks. Thank you, Micah. Yeah, thank you, Micah. Thank you, Micah. Good morning, it's Karen. Um, In this lesson, I was thinking using the body's eyes is another way of saying using my ego mind to interpret to me what the world is, what I see, 
and what the world is. And I was um, feeling irritated. And I thought about um, where this irritation was coming from. And, and it was like a time in childhood when I was um, feeling like I was invisible. And every and all the popular kids were like always talking and they took up all the space to exist. And I was um, so uh, marginalized in that community as a child. I felt so, so um, angry that I didn't have it, that I couldn't exist too. And that's the ego's mind. The ego mind sees the current world and the current reality as if it was happening way back in childhood when some reactions were formed and some way of perceiving the world, some way of interpreting the world became um, conditioned, it became, it became hard in my mind. It became a hard, fixed way of seeing. I will not see the world with the body's eyes. To me, it means um, I will offer up this, this false perception of the way things are to the holy mind of God. I don't want that. And um, as Lori is always reminding us, I know nothing. I just want to be the emptiness that extends the truth through me not my truth it's not my mind making it up it's not my interpretation of what's happening I want to step back become surrendered and empty so the mind of God can flow through me and in this moment I feel um, handicapped because there's still so much unconscious garbage blocking and obscuring what the truth is but in this moment, at least, I could recognize it and say, I see where that was born, and I don't want that. I put that on my inner altar and ask the Holy Spirit to remove it because what I'm irritated about is my beloved brother who's, who's God's beloved child, regardless of what my ego mind is telling me. This is the beloved's beloved. <laughs> This is the beloved's beloved, not mine. You know, whatever insanity my mind is telling me, that's not real. And I don't want to uphold that truth, or I don't want to uphold that falsehood. I want the truth. I'm complete. Thank you. That's beautiful, Thank Karen. you, Karen. Thank you. Thank you. Growing wow. up. Thank you. Yeah. Nice processing. Hey, Karen, thank you. I, I like the way you made the turn from the external conditioning that, you know, may have been there, intentionally put there by somebody, but that what what matters now 
are what we're left with, which are conditions that then we place on the world, and that those are the those are the limits which prevent a greater perception. Fran points out that correct. I I have this conception: the correction is the taking away, but you know. The correction of perception opens it up. <laughs> I admit more possibility. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, if I, at least if I can't see it as all of the cause for joy, then um, I should at least recognize I don't know <laughs> what I want there if I'm not focused on the happiness of all involved. Thank you, Lemoyne. Thank you, Lemoyne. Thanks, Lemoyne. This is Good morning, everybody. I have um, just get so excited um, how this text comes to its its crescendo. I don't know what the the musical word is to describe. It's like comes to the highest of the highest and the holiest of the holiest, and its oneness and its totality of consciousness of mind being. Um, naturally one with all things. It's one with the totality of its own experience, that there's only one, 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 and there is no choice, as text reading, um, you know, speaks of this. It, there is only heaven, there is only communion, there is only love, calling to for everything as love for it to, just to be acknowledged and recognized as the truth the only truth and nothing but the truth and that there is nothing else. And, you know, this this whole thing about perception, which has really fascinated me and I've studied, um, you know, in, in, in a number of different different um, venues in order to have the language, in order to, to clarify my understanding of it, that, um, you know, that the one-mindedness of God can contracts into Judy and 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 perceives Judy as a little mini me and you know there's no problem with God being me unless I own it and claim it for myself and I make me as separate from the world as the world outside of myself and that's what the projection of perception means to me so you know think of it as what we do every night when we go to sleep. I surrender the world, I lie down, and I close my eyes. So I forget the world. I forget the world. And my body's projection in the world. Okay? So I'm now, now I'm laying in bed with my eyes closed, and I have the body. So the body, I'm still aware of the senses of my body and my being in a body. Then I surrender and let go of that. So that all that I have left is my mind, my mind and my thoughts and the images in my mind. The body's gone, 
senses gone. The senses of projecting into the world is gone. The world and the body are gone. So I'm left with this dream state of thoughts and images. Now, for me, the stepping back away from even that, the projection of thoughts and ideas and concepts, and letting go and totally opening opening my mind and just letting go of it. It's something I can do. And, you know, there's some... some um, religions or whatever you want to call them that, that teach that, the no mind, the empty mind. It's, it's where the truth is revealed to me as, as me being everything as itself, that I am love itself. I am spirit itself. Without a thought in between anything, in between that knowingness of my oneness of itself. And that's the beauty of this reading today, that heaven that everything is inside of my conscious contact mind, one-to-mindedness with God, and that I can see everything as a reflection. It uses the word reflection, that everything is a reflection or a projection of God's mind as what my body, body's eyes see. Everything the body's eyes see is a reflection or a projection of I got some stats. Is that me? No. Oh, the oneness, the oneness, the wholeness. And um, to see through Christ consciousness is just another way of saying that, that I would put nothing in between me and my Father. The body is the dream like other dreams. Oh, the sun returns to sanity. That um, uh, judgment is a dream. It's a dream of judgment to waken from the dream. It's, it's merely to wake, waken to the fact that I am God as God's mind is one whole in, in, in its entirety. The, the totality of my experience with everything as myself, as love, as one is, is the reality, the totality of my experience seeing the totality of reality as it is in truth, in spirit, formless, boundaryless, seamless, limitless, that I am, I am capable, I have the mind, I am that mind. And, and, and to recognize, too, that we have that power of projection that merely sees things as, as particulars and attends to things as particulars in a world of form. But that doesn't have any effect on who I am and um, who everyone else is. I like the idea of the light, the light, that I am the light of consciousness, and in that light I understand everything as myself, as spirit in a state of uni- unity and grace, and that, you know, that, that I am that light, that projector, that projects everything as perception. I am not that which I project. That's that's my vision, that I know that, that I see myself in truth as I am, as the light, and not the lamppost. The ego sees itself as the lamppost and does not know where to look for itself or who it is that is itself. It thinks it's a lamppost, and it's looking through the eyes of perception. So be not a lamppost <laughs> today, Jude. <laughs> and it's blasphemy. Blasphemy to think that I'm a separate entity. 
that's the blasphemy that um, denies my own unlimited universal, universal thought where the will of God and, and me as the Son of God wills for peace and joy and unlimited and, and, and total freedom, total freedom for everyone to be, allowing everyone to be themselves as God. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for giving me a place to share my enthusiasm, my inspiration. Amen. Thank you, Judy. Thank you for sharing it with us, Judy. A lot of good stuff. That was beautiful, Judy. This is Roz. And it just brings me to thinking about um, an experience I had yesterday in the physical 3D world. (laughs) I was with several friends. We were talking about Somehow we got talking about politics and stuff. And one of the people said, well, I'm glad none of us are a Trumper. (laughs) And I don't want to get into politics here. It's not about that. And somebody did say, I am a Trumper. And the woman who said that, who asked the question, or who put it out there about Trump, um, was unbelievably amazed. And she couldn't even you know, fathom that and asked this person why. And she said, because I don't go along with what Trump is doing so much, but there's so much anger and hatred towards him and vilifying of who he is that it's just bringing us down to that level. And... um, I feel the same way about Putin, she said. And it's like blowing our minds. Okay, so as we were reading this chapter, I was thinking, wow, you know, that is is actually really enlightened to be able to forgive the things that Putin is doing in this war or the things that Trump has been accused of or whatever anybody has done, you know, to actually see that person with forgiveness as ourselves and as God, you know. I think it's kind of like my ultimate (laughs) stretch to be able to do that. But it is pretty incredible to be able to do that. And then I was thinking, how would it be if... Both of them were surrounded with forgiveness and love. If both of them were surrounded by that to release their pain, which is causing them to do what they do, especially Putin, to do what he does in a war. And, um, you know, just like (laughs) surround him with with hands held and sending love to this person who was so damaged in his youth that he feels the need to wreak such, you know, horrendous acts upon humanity. And I think, wow, you know, if that could have been healed, if that could be still healed, and to see 
him as God, as one of us, as everybody is so connected in the matrix of love, how amazing would that be? And what would that do to the world, you know? Anyway, what Judy was saying was so profound and meaningful um, and to apply that to the physical world, the 3D world we live in. Okay, thank you. I'm complete. What an excellent description of light working. Thank you, Ross. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Ross. Uh, thank thank you. you, Ross. This is Jessica. I just want to weigh in on my feelings about this. Um, <laughs> I want to weigh in on my feelings like no one else has weighed in on my feelings. But um, this section sounds to me like almost like a like a love song to us, to me, um, uh, on some level. It's just pouring this love towards us especially the last two paragraphs and especially, of course, the last one. In you is all of heaven. I mean, it's such incredibly beautiful poetry. Every leaf that falls is given life in you. What, what, what an amazing experience to hear those words. Each bird that ever sang will sing again in you. It's just... I feel like uh, I'm being just having love poured into me with these words. And every flower that ever bloomed has saved its perfume and its loveliness for you. I mean, that just feels, it feels like a love song or a love poem to me. What aim can supersede the will of God and his son that heaven be restored to him for whom it was created? as his only home. Um, anyway, um, this can bring you to all the world and all the thoughts that entered it and were mistaken for a little while. Um, and then the last line is just incredible. How better could your own mistakes be brought to truth than by your willingness to bring the light of heaven with you as you walk beyond the world of darkness into light. Um, and, you know, some people say that it's all um, symbolic or something. It doesn't feel like that to me. And it feels very real and experiential but not in a world experience way but in a spiritual experience it doesn't feel at all symbolic um he's actually talking about us walking from a world of darkness and fear and anger into a world of light and and sharing that extending that you know it's just incredibly beautiful section and and I feel very touched and moved and filled by it. I'm complete. I echo that sentiment, Jessica. That's beautiful. Thank you. 
Thank you, Jessica, for highlighting such that beautiful, gorgeous section. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna echo Micah. Appreciate you. Thanks, Jessica. <laughs> this is Micah. I saw uh, as you were sharing so beautifully there, which opened up the heart in a wonderful way. That tie in back to the lesson of uh, how glorious and gracious is this world. And it's curious here, it'd be easy to overlook it, but, you know, in the first part about all, you know, in you, uh, in you is all of heaven, every leaf that falls is given life in you, and the birds that sing and the flowers. And it seems like it'd be easy to miss it in a way that, that heaven be restored to him for whom it was created as his only home. Someone might read that thinking that heaven was out of this world, but he just highlighted all these things that he was describing as heaven that were are in the world. And so it, it really brought home that feeling of cause and effect being one, that this world as a projection of mind, how holy it, it actually is. And that feeling of, of that permeation of, of cause into time-space. And everything turns into that, that glorious expression of will and love. And, that, um, and I really did appreciate too, Judy, when you mentioned the word projection, because I was looking at me one of the little jewels here in this beautiful section two sections is in uh, paragraph 32 minds that are joined and recognize they are and feel no guilt um, let's see and but th- this this mentioning of the minds that are joined and I'm feeling you know I felt through the morning as I would kind of revisit that line uh, how disconnected I was from the awareness that mind is here and that we're joined in this mind and the key that came was when Judy when you used the word projection suddenly I felt my body was a projection into space time from this mind and then I suddenly I had access to a feeling of mind and I just want to highlight um, a, a couple of passages that I, I, I think capture in a very beautiful way the, the reality of mind. And, I mean, we all know it, know these passages very well, but it's important for me to kind of revisit them. But Jesus says, Yet I do want to share my mind with you because we are of one mind, capital mind. And that mind is ours. Be only this mind everywhere, because only this is everywhere, and in everything. It is everything because it encompasses all things within itself. Blessed are you who perceive only this, because you perceive only 
what is true. And then mind reaches to itself. It is not made of different parts which reach each other. It does not go out. Within itself, it has no limits. There is nothing outside it. It encompasses everything. It encompasses you entirely. You within it and it within you. There is nothing else anywhere or ever. And just to move into a deeper awareness of this mind and to feel ourselves as a projection into time-space from that mind. Oh, I'm done. Woo-wee. Thank you, Micah. That's the whole point of it. Thank you, We are projections that our bodies and our thinking minds, the body, mind, and the world as substantiation of ourself, as a projection within the world, that we are a reflection and a projection in and of ourselves, that we are not real according to reality with a capital R, which is the one-mindedness of God. We have to know and understand ourselves as merely being a reflection, an instrument. And when that instrument is clear of thinking of itself as a separate entity, as real in the world, then it's open to the one-mindedness of God. It's the most beautiful. The kingdom of heaven is within me. There is nothing outside of that. I am that. That is what we are. Amen. Thank you, brother. Yes. Thank you both. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. And what do you have to say, Lori? God, thanks for asking, Jessica. You know, it, it wasn't very long ago, uh, probably, probably when ISIS seemed to be having its way over in the Middle East. I had a dream, and in that dream, uh, I was dropped into the middle of Damascus, <laughs> where I don't speak that language at all. And this sounds really crazy, but. Um, the mission that I knew I had in that dream was to bring truth with me. And I sat there in the dream and I thought about that. And I thought, of course, what better way is there to exit the world that fear made than to realize the love that exists within me. And I was grateful for the dream when I woke up. Um, because it felt like um, it felt like the mastery of love was something that already was in my heart, and it was just there for me to remember. And that's the gift of the Holy Spirit here. You know, nobody comes here but what has entered darkness, but he doesn't realize he comes with the help of heaven in him. So I was looking for that quote this morning, early in chapter 2 it was, that says, you can't master fear, but fear disappears when 
when you understand and master love and none of that is anything that a personal self can do and it's um, it's the great wonder of creation to realize that uh, what was this personal self anyway <laughs> because once I realize I made that um, I can choose to withdraw my investment in it and all the truth that shines in the mind of God is accessible when I choose not to use the body's eyes it's not about the body it's about the purpose um, and that's why this reading is so beautiful when you get to paragraph 29 what then is justified what do I want when I realized that it was the ego that made fear real it was the belief in a personal self that tiny mad belief that I could ever be separate from God that made all the world of condemnation seem so real uh, I'm I'm liberated I'm liberated by my choice I'm liberated by my choice why is that because only truth is true and only truth has ever been true and um, when I make that election if Yvonne was here she'd say that word align <laughs> I always think of her when I think of that word now <clears throat> when I make that election um, to align my mind with truth with God with love with light um, everything is given I had a friend once who said well how do you forgive how do you forgive and the question isn't so much how and forgive the question is you how do you forgive I don't forgive I don't do that I can't do that if I'm a personal self it's impossible because the personal self maintains the world of judgment and condemnation and blame and sin and darkness and guilt and fear and, and all that stuff all that investment comes with ego but the reason I, I really like um, both paragraph 28 I like that's insane the reason 28 and 29 speak so clearly is because they speak to making a choice help awaits he says help awaits I will not leave you comfortlessness comfortless a little while you will see me not but have no fear the comforter I send will be your guide and teacher that's a promise and that comforter is in no other place but except in my mind heart that guide is in my mind heart all of my knowledge is saved for me that I might do my will and all of that is in the Holy Spirit within me and is waiting but my choice 
Paragraph 28, choose to avail myself of the help that is given. So to my friend who said, how do you forgive? My answer is, I don't forgive because I don't know how. I don't know how, but God does, Christ does, Holy Spirit does. And all the help I need is given me when I choose to avail myself of that help. And that's how, <laughs> in my dream in Damascus, I learned <laughs> that love speaks volumes, just like he says in The Joining of Minds. Love speaks volumes. I don't do that. Love does. In a couple chapters, he's going to say, you always choose between your weakness and the strength of Christ in you. <clears throat> Those are the only two choices. Those are the only two choices. And when I relinquish my error to the great corrector in my heart-mind, um, the world in all its splendor awaits my vision. When I had that holy incident so many years ago, when I came to myself, I heard my voice say, I am home. And all these years since, I've been trying to understand what that means. But not even my understanding is necessary. Not even my understanding is necessary because love does everything needful in this home where we abide. Holiness does everything needful. The Holy Spirit is my knowledge saved for me. I don't need to worry about that. He'll tell me what my knowledge is, and then he'll take care of things for me. The, <laughs> the Tibetans talk about wind horse. And when I, when, I don't, when I don't remember or I can't find the love, I say to myself, but the horse knows. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit knows. And if I give up my error, I will see it. Because God created only holiness. How could anything unholy proceed from the mind of God? That's not possible. Image and likeness. You know, everything's holy. Darkness was my own invention. Fear was my own invention. Error was my own invention. Sin, guilt, darkness, fear, all that's an invention of the personal self. But when I no longer invest in it, and that's why paragraph 30 is so important, what then is justified? What do you want? When I see those two questions are the same, it becomes totally clear to me that the only thing justified is love. If I defend error, and I work so hard to protect my mistaken ideas, and I, and I use my mind and my will to uphold an error and project it onto somebody else, what happens to my peace? Well, it's as if it never existed. <clears throat> when I see that innocence is the truth of me, how can innocence be mine alone? Is that possible? Only to specialness. Only to specialness. 
But that's not what I want. I want the truth. That's all I want. That's all I I need. And in exchange for my errors, I'm giving the world the flight. And it reinforces itself. You know, lesson 156, I walk with God in person. And I walk with God in perfect holiness. I light my mind. I light the world. I light all minds that are one with me because one with me is the truth. It was my mistake that thought darkness existed. And it's so easy to try. You know, he says, listen, 108, give me a receiving or one in truth. Just try it. You'll see. To all minds I extend peace. I, I give peace, I give peace, I give peace, and it's so easy to try because to the extent I share peace, peace comes back to me. What does that make of error? <laughs> but something I needed to have correction of. Anyway. I think the final thing I wanted to say is 181 is a real blessing. That lesson is, I trust my brothers who are one with me. That's another one that to the ego is totally impossible. Just like you said, Roz. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't trust Donald Trump who's one with me or Putin who's one with me. I can't do that. But in that lesson, he says, perception must have a focus. And if I'm using my mind to focus on all the errors, and all the things that are wrong and all the judgments I make about this world and this life, that will be my reward. Darkness, judgment. He says, teach no one that he is what you would not want to be. Teach no one that he is what you would not want to be. And punishment is the great preserver of sin. There's another good one. But if I change but the focus of what I want to see, all the world must change accordingly. And now I understand this oneness that he talks about. The only thing that prevented it from being truth were my errors. And so finally, I, I think lesson 32 highlights it really well it's it's a real puzzler that that paragraph it's a twisty pretzel to the ego mind <laughs> but it's a poem really when I realized my purpose is to see holiness that's my purpose that's the universal purpose that's God's purpose he calls it atonement when I accept that as my purpose the means are given I don't forgive Holiness does that. Christ's vision does that. And now I can see as I have been seen by that great creator of holiness. I'm complete. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, oh, Lori. That was great. Thank you, Lori. Thanks so much. It was great. So much. Lori, I have a question. I have a question, if you don't mind. Uh, I've been aware of my personal self like I never have before, but the term personal self is what I called it. Is there mention of the personal self per se in The Course in Miracles? Because 
it's it's a miracle that you would even bring it up because <laughs> I've become aware of it from a total accept uh, place of witness, and it's powerful, and and I'm so happy that I can give all my personal self with its fears away. And so where in The Course of Miracles does it talk about those two words, personal self, if any? Because um, I've got the concept. And, oh, yeah, and, and I credit Course of Love for that term, Steve. Um, oh, oh, okay. Throughout Course of Miracles, he refers to it as ego or you when he's talking about my mistaken ideas. But in Course of Miracles or Course of Love, it becomes clear that this personal self is an invention. It's it's the ego. I invented that. I made that. So out of so it's called ideas. the person. Yes, it's called the personal self in the course of love. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Wow, and I just started doing that with Bill, uh, and so <laughs> I just want to tell you guys, it seems like a pimple sometimes has to come to a head. Well, my personal self, with all of its, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks have been challenging. And then I just, the other day, I just went, all of that is part of my personal self. And I don't need to be coming from that place. And I was able to create a, feel a distance, detachment from the personal self. And and then when you mention personal self, I go, wow, this is because it's the personal self that fears death, personal self that fears the storm that's going to hit Florida where I live. It's this personal self on TV that is worried about uh, things in space going to hit us. So they're they're, they're practicing on on hitting meteors that are. <laughs> There's no end to the fears of the personal self. And I can, in one thought, take the personal self and offer it onto the altar from a distance. And thank you for saying about it. And I'm, I wanted to just share because I want everybody to have that distance with the personal self on a somatic level, even. I'm complete. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. That was great. Thanks for bringing that up. That was great. Thank you. What he would call uh, realizing that I've got a misidentification problem. (laughs) I misidentified Uh myself. (laughs) Very good. Uh Thanks, Steve. Uh Time to go to the next call, huh? Do you have a closing you'd like to offer, Lori? Oh, I do. You know what? I had lots of them today, but um, this is where I think we landed together. Um, He says, the Holy Spirit, this is in 11, the vision of Christ. The Holy Spirit is your strength because he perceives nothing but your capital soul as you. He is perfectly aware that you do not know yourselves and perfectly aware of how to teach you what you are because he loves you. 
He will gladly teach you what he loves, where he wills to share it. Remembering you always, he cannot let you forget your worth. For the Father never ceases to remind him of his Son, and he never ceases to remind his Son of the Father. God is in your memory because of him. You chose to forget your Father, but you did not will to do so, and therefore you can decide otherwise. As it was my decision, so is it yours. Every child of God is one in Christ, for his capital being is in Christ, as Christ is in God. Christ's love for you is his love for his Father, which he knows because he knows his Father's love for him. When the Holy Spirit has at last led you to Christ at the altar to his Father, perception fuses into knowledge because perception has become so holy that its transfer to holiness is merely its natural extension. Love transfers to love without any interference for the situations are identical. As you perceive more and more common elements in all situations, the transfer of your training under the Holy Spirit's guidance increases and becomes generalized. And gradually you learn to apply it to everyone and everything, for its applicability is universal. When this has been accomplished, perception and knowledge have become so similar that they share the unification of the laws of God. The denial of separation is the reinstatement of knowledge. <sighs> Where is perception then? Amen. Thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Lori. Beautiful call. Thank you, everyone. Yes. Yeah, thanks, Lori.